a lot of things that you know you can't really learn in school that you only learn on the job and not just like how do you get all those things set up who do you talk to who's the right insurance provider what insurance do i need how do i know that what i'm being told to sign up for i actually need and it's a good price Welcome to another episode of the Growth and Scaling Podcast. We are so excited today because we've got someone who everyone has liked to use in the past and then went off on his own and left us all high and dry to do his own thing, helping more people in a different way than he ever thought. Kevin Miller, will you tell us who you are? I see it's Miller time and what do you do? Yeah, so first of all, thank you, Todd, for having me on. I'm super excited to to talk to you and, and to tell you about my story. So I'm currently the co-founder and CEO of Grow.com, or full-service digital marketing agency based here in Los Angeles. And we started as an as, focusing exclusively on search engine optimization. And right. we've been around for about three years. Uh, I started the company with my co-founder, John, right before the pandemic. And then what we perfect found was... Timing. Talking, yeah, perfect, perfect timing. Uh, we found that our customers <laughs> wanted support on other channels. And so we started to add Google ads, Facebook ads, and a myriad of other channels. So now we do 10 different different channels for uh, for about 250 clients. Nice. Nice. That is, that is awesome through your growth in a very difficult industry. It's not an easy industry. I can, this is, this is not for I mean, the faint of heart. There's a lot of people. Yep. Yep. I won't. Right, right. It's not for the faint of heart. I left to be my own boss. And now I have 250 bosses. So that's how that worked out. <laughs> I appreciate you saying that because a lot of people who have a job and have never done this before seem to think that it's so easy to be your own boss. But the reality is just what you said. It's totally that, you know, there's, there's, I've learned that there's trade-offs and there's pros and cons to everything in life. It's never just, you know, one decision is materially better than the other. Let's talk about some challenges that you've hit. You know, starting a business always feels like from the outside, oh, dude, it's just perfect. It's like you're your own boss. You're doing all this cool stuff. Talk to us about the challenges you've had to face and overcome as you've been on this growth journey. Well, there's been a lot of legal challenges. So getting our contracts really? right, um, you know, and figuring out what insurances um, the company needs. What insurances do my employees need? How do I run payroll? Right. Um, a lot of things that, you know, you can't really learn in school that you only learn on the job. Um, and not just like, how do you get all those things set up? Who do you talk to? Who's the right insurance provider? What insurance do I need? Right. How do I know that what I'm being told to sign up for, I actually need, and it's a good price. How do I find a good lawyer to write right. contracts, you know, that, that are good? And, and how do I know that they're good? I didn't go to law school. So that's why I mentioned right. legal. It's, it's very important. Employee contracts, you've got to make sure you're fully buttoned up and you're doing everything by the totally. book and you are paying, you know, salaries in the right, um, you know, in the right amount and everything's equitable. Totally. Um, you know, in California, there's no, um, there's no room for error for not being compliant across all the things. And so no kidding. it's very important. And that's something that I focus a lot of my time and energies on. And I'm surround myself with a lot of consultants that are experts in that to make sure we get it right. Love it. Love it. Now you've talked a few times about kind of your peer network, you know, these people that you've been able to consult with people that you've been able to, that have been down the path before I've heard you mention, talk to us about that because I can't emphasize enough to people I work with that having a peer group or having people that you can talk to who are other founders is so vital and so important. What have you done to do that? Well, I, I've done a great job at networking over the years to meet people that 
I connect with personally and professionally. Um, and I've fostered really great friendships with, with a lot of different people that I feel very grateful, you know, to have done. So for example, like there's two guys who started another agency that I mentioned that sold right before we started ours and I'm very close personally. And so, you know, they want to help and they want to um, be involved. And, um, I just have different sort of guardian angels that I've collected over the last, you know, five to 10 years of being in business that um, have really been mentors to me. And um, I've done everything I can to reciprocate and help them. And it's been mutually beneficial relationship, but I don't operate in a silo. My number one piece of advice for anyone who's listening, who's 10 to 15 employees or who's starting a business is go find, if you have a problem, go find the person who has done that, been there and done that and ask them how they did it. Right. That's it. Hey, I need to go set up business insurance. I understand that, you know, your company has been around for 10 years. Who do you go to? Why? Could you introduce me? Right. You know, those are the things that you have to do. Totally. 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 And and I'm curious, as you do that, how often do you hear them say, yeah, I should probably rethink that one? (laughs) (laughs) Never. They always say, "Um, I wish I would have done this, you know, if I would have been in your shoes and, you know, you're smart for saving a lot of just asking me. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. No, I, I can't even tell you how many stupid things I've done in, in my own business operations. Um, very cool stuff, man. So, so moral of the story, launching and growing a business to you, it seems to be very natural for you. Is that because of all the founders you've worked with in the past? So what do you accredit that inspiration or that knowledge to? Uh, I think mainly something even higher level and broader, which is just a very competitive nature wanting to win, wanting to prove to myself, can right. I do it? You know, and everything else kind of falls into place after that. I do think that I'm very good with people and very good with networking and want to make an impact on, on sure. people's lives in a mutual way. And so that allows me to be successful. Sure. This is a sure. people business that I'm in and that's why it's a, and it's a sales 100%. business. And that's why I'm, I have a strong forte there. Those are the two of my, my greatest um, capabilities. And Love so, it. But I think all of it comes down to being consistent, reliable, and competitive to want to see, you know, what else can I accomplish? Because I, I decided, you know, when I wanted to be an entrepreneur that I would rather go down this road and have it fail than be on my deathbed right, right. after 50 years at Google wondering what would have happened if I tried <laughs> to go on my own. Because at that point, no once you make money, you realize that that didn't even really matter. It was the journey by which you, you made yeah. the money that made it valuable and memorable and worthwhile. And so that's my advice to younger entrepreneurs. It. Talk to us about your own growth journey in the business, because a lot of people want to know, like that transition from being you and your buddy to now having 80 people in such a short period of time, how did you pull that off? Are there some highlights along the way that kind of made things happen? A little yeah, bit it's a great question. I mean, to recap, you know, we've got 80 full-time employees. We've, we've got about 250 clients. Yeah. Last year, we did a little over $20 million in annual revenue. And so, thank you. Thank Congrats. you. And so, you know, it feels like it went by in a blur um, since it was just myself right. and my co-founder in my living room um, right across the street from where we're right. sitting here. But the truth is... <laughs> I leaned a lot on advisors who had been there and done that. And I didn't go down right. a path with a big thesis without validating it with someone else. That saved me a lot of time and effort. Cool. Um, 
And it really comes down to people. So we did a really good job of hiring good people. And of course we've made mistakes. We had set, we've had several people who work here that no right. longer work here because they, they weren't good or interview process didn't catch issues with their capabilities. But right. we've spent a lot of time getting to uh, know our people and getting them bought in and invested and keeping them motivated over time. And that's a huge, huge, huge piece, especially for an agency because our product right. is our people. We don't have a technology. We are, you know, our people totally. are talking to totally. other people, giving consultation, strategy, running ads, um, you know, providing analytics, proving ROI. And it all comes down to the responsibility of those individuals who can go and do that work. Right. They make you proud and they conduct themselves in a professional manner. And um, that is a big totally. piece of it. The other big piece is my my business partner and I, we both love sales. So we're absolutely tenacious when it comes to selling new business and meeting new people and networking. Cool. And it, it's a very, we love it. It's not, it's a, it just doesn't feel like work to us. We want to help as many businesses as possible. And, you know, it's a seven day a week job, awesome. but we're still young right. enough, motivated enough. We're not, you know, we haven't made millions of dollars yet. So we are, um, right. that's what we're playing right. for. It's highly motivating. Cool. I love it. I love it. Um, as you've done that growth, I mean, obviously, it is exciting, and and you probably haven't taken a second to stop and really recognize what you've accomplished. I'm guessing, you know, most most people at this stage of the game, they're still just thinking about, yeah, shoot, we just we just onboarded this other client. How do we keep them happy? How do we keep them happy? Yep. But talk to us about, uh, you know, are there some highlights? Are you talk a lot about the people? What have you done internally to kind of make that culture? You know, do you have? Do you have core values? Do you have a mission? Do you have a clear statement of what you want to accomplish with your team? Yes. So we have a mission. We have a vision. We have core values. But Love those it. are just table stakes. You know, those things need to be established very early on. You know, yeah. it all comes in down to how we treat people. You know, we treat yeah. others the way we want to be treated. And that's the, that's, the, that's the key. And we have all hands meetings every week. I speak and make a presentation every single week to our entire company. Um, and people really respond well to that because they're kept in the loop. They're kept totally. Informed. Their opinion is heard. We do listening tours with every single person in the company to understand their sentiment. What cool. can make them happier in their role? We've built a level system to help them understand what they need to do to get promoted. And we've written yeah. it down and we've let them know if you get promoted, this is what you're going to receive in terms of future compensation um, and future opportunities. And so there's just a lot that goes into treating others the way you want to be treated, hearing out your employees. And a lot of people right. bring ideas to me. Hey, Kevin, it would be a great idea if we did an Ask Me Anything segment with a random employee. Hey, Kevin, totally. it would be great if we did this offsite, if we had this sort of um, you know welcome box for new employees where they get a T-shirt and a candle and you know the, the employee <laughs> handbook and all the things like, you know, we, we care about a lot of those things that Right. Uh, seem like they might be small details, but I, I'm, no. I mean, right after this meeting, I'm meeting with our office manager to go over how to further enhance the office and make sure everyone has I the snacks it. they want, the waters that the drinks they want, the ambiance they want. Where This is like a top priority for me. You would think that me as the CEO wouldn't care about that. I do. That's a primary focus for me. I am so glad you're here. And I just wanted to take a few seconds to tell you about a program that we have assembled with a lot of our podcast guests and a lot of people who are listening to the show who are feeling the same way that they do. There's a recurring theme. You'll hear a lot of these founders talk about 
I couldn't have done it without my team. I couldn't have done it without a, a support group of peers. I couldn't have done it without having someone to talk to that understood my feeling of isolation as an operator of my business. You see, you're not alone. It is hard running a business and it's even harder when you know you can't express all your deepest concerns and frustrations with your executive team. It makes them nervous. It gets them scared. You don't want scared people on your executive team. So where do you turn? The Captain's Council is where you turn. The Captain's Council it is an organization that we are put together with podcast guests as well as people who are listening who are in the same boat. You see, peers are the only ones that can give you the type of empathy, the type of advice that only a founder or operator know and understand. Go check it out at captainscouncil.com. I know you're going to love what you see there. We have put together an organizational structure that has small group settings, a global community of founders and operators, as well as monthly and quarterly in-person events. You're going to love what you see there. I can't wait for you to check it out and enjoy the rest of this episode. No doubt about it. So, so help us understand though, like your business because agencies take on a lot of different shapes and forms. And I know you said you kind of cover the gamut of different paid ads and different ways to, to publish stuff, but how did you learn these things? I mean, where did, tell us a little bit about your background before you launched your own agency. Where were you at? What did yeah, you do? Yeah, so I, I went to college at Georgetown in Washington, D.C., and I was one of the only kids that didn't want to go to Wall Street. And I knew I didn't want to have a career, you know, in it, living in Excel. It wasn't interesting to me. The, like, very lucky with my timing because my timing was important. The, there was three guys who were a year ahead of me at Georgetown that started Sweetgreen which is now a publicly traded um, entity that, you know, is basically McDonald's nice. for salads. And so I learned that there was another way to be an entrepreneur. And um, five yeah. years prior to that, uh, the founder of Living Social, which at the time was the number two, you know, neck and neck with, with uh, Groupon, that guy also went to Georgetown. Yeah. And so I interned there during my sophomore summer awesome. uh, in DC. And that was my first foray into real entrepreneurship and working at a technology company. And then um, cool. I got very fortunate. I went and I interned the following summer in San Francisco, which is the mecca of startups, you know, the motherland of all innovation. Of course. And I interned. Oh, yeah. Something like yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. And so I interned at True Ventures, which is the venture fund that funded WordPress, Peloton, um, and a bunch of other companies that are really, really well known. And so I, I fell in love with it. Awesome. I became absolutely fascinated with startup life. Um, you know, and my first job out of college, I was the 10th employee, the only non-engineer I was hired for marketing for an app that was almost identical to WhatsApp. It was just like, uh, it was just like WhatsApp. It was called message me. No way. Yep. And that company got acquired by Yahoo. What happened to it? It got acquired by Yahoo. Okay. Okay. Makes sense. All right. And then it went to, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so I, I just kind of cut my teeth through, you know, in Silicon Valley. And then right. after that. I got a job at Google, which was the biggest blessing in my life. And awesome. I dove head first, you know, and I learned everything I possibly could about digital marketing, but specifically we focused on AdWords, paid ads. Obviously. And I was yeah. building campaigns for, for clients and getting on the phone with them and working with them and understanding what they needed as a business owner. And it started out as like, you know, a plumber or someone who 
like you know mom and pop businesses coffee shops and things right. like that and it graduated to be working with um working on the youtube campaigns for uber and lyft and so Dude, it really you know rad. taught me a ton very cool and all this happened in the bay area or did you had he moved to other all, places all this all this happened in the bay area and then i i actually quit google and i went to a marketing boot camp which was highly controversial at the time uh, and it was 90 days of intensive work where they teach you the other channels. So I didn't want to be just pigeonholed into just ads. I wanted to right. learn about SEO, email marketing. I wanted to be what you would call like a full stack growth marketer. Totally. My goal was to be a director of growth so that someone could hire me at their company to run all marketing. Right. And right. that was very important to me. So I did that. So I did that program and then I went and I worked, um, as the director of growth at a company called open listings, which was, um, a very hot startup as a part of a Y Combinator. Cool. I did that for three years. That brought cool. me to Los Angeles. And then that company was bought by Opendoor, which is now a publicly traded real estate platform. Nice. And so, you know, that entire timeline takes us from age 21 to, um, to about 26 or 27. Nice. And so, you know, I did all of that. And then let's see, I just turned 32 um nice and grows about three years old so yeah i mean we started growing i was about 29. dude and you forgot the most important piece of this whole story i mean practically how did you get a three-digit domain name at three-digit.com <laughs> well any any internet you know entrepreneur and marketing nerd as i fondly call it uh is a fan of short domains right um it gives you bragging rights and so you know, we wanted a, a name that was synonymous with what we do. Yeah. So I like I love businesses where you don't have to have any experience with them, but you know what they do. Right. And so right. Um, our intention is to grow your business, whether you're big, small, startup, public company, doesn't matter. We want to grow your business. That's why you're coming to us. And that I knew would stay consistent from day one <laughs> until the last day that this company exists in whatever form it lives on into. Awesome. And so we felt like that was very um, appropriate for a name and it was it. the cheapest version of that name and we got it. I love it. I love it. So you didn't have to spend a, a million dollars to get it. It was just no, no. <laughs> awesome. Well, listen, it was overlooked. Th this is awesome. I mean, this is awesome. This is an awesome origination story. Awesome birth into what you, what you can now own yourself and you're not helping someone else build their business. Very cool stuff. I'm curious though, like as you as you were preparing yourself for this launch and preparing yourself for this business, did you anticipate it happening sooner or later, or did you just always kind of know that at some point you're going to do your own? How did you kind of make the jump? I knew that at some point I wanted to do my own my own business. I come from a very entrepreneurial family. Both my cool. dad and brothers are entrepreneurs, so I've seen the ups, I've seen the downs. <laughs> right. Um, and it was worth it to me to try to go live this type of lifestyle and have this type of career. Cool. And I would say, you know, I reached a, it, the answer to that question is very tangible. I reached a point in my last job where I didn't see the upward mobility. I didn't see, yeah. I, I didn't have a desire to have the job that my manager had. Right, right. And right. at that time I was really, really, really invested and proficient in SEO. And I had two to three clients as a freelancer right. um, that I was starting to work and I was delivering real results for them. Right. And at the same time, my, my business partner and co-founder, he, he was doing the same exact thing. Yeah. He had two to three clients as well. So we decided, Hey, let's combine forces. Let's right. do this agency. Um, 
one of my good friends had just sold his agency. Cool. Um, you know, right around the time that we started ours. And so I thought, wow, like this is a real viable business opportunity. This can potentially give me the financial freedom that I'm looking there for. There is an exit possibility. Uh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. It'll give me the opportunity to be an entrepreneur. It just was a little bit different than all the other companies I had worked at because those were technologies that were venture backed. Sure. This is a bootstrapped cash flow Love positive it. business. And so it was a big difference, but it turns out that, that you know, both are unique and good in their own ways and totally. both have their own unique challenges. But totally. we felt like the time was now to seize the opportunity and, and luckily it was. Right on. So my question for you is, you know, a lot of the listeners here have started and built their own companies. They've, they've at least launched. And, and as they're looking to grow, when I talk to a lot of these guys, they all say, oh yeah, I've got a, I've got a member of my team who's an awesome marketer. <laughs> now, you know, and I know that one person trying to tackle all these types of platforms where they probably need to be relevant, is it possible? Is it humanly possible for someone to do that? Not possible. At <laughs> Not all. possible at all. So how do you approach that topic with, with people who may be in our audience who are thinking, no, dude, I've got, I've got three people on my team and they're awesome. What do you tell them? How do you, how do you convince them that they need to be using an 80 person team to be able to cover all the bases they need to cover? Yeah, well, it's very hard to be the best in the world at 10 different things. So, <laughs> right. you know, we don't, we don't try to do that. I, I have hired different practitioners who are, who lead our departments right. and they have to validate to me that they're really amazing. I mean, I can, I feel like I know everything there is to know about SEO. Right. And even me having been as deep into, into AdWords as I was sure. for so many years, sure. there's a lot I don't know anymore because it moved so quickly. So I have to interview and vet different people who are absolute subject matter experts, top 1% of their field. Love it. And those are the people that end up going on launching departments like Love the it. email and SMS department, influencer department, paid social department, creative department, et cetera. And so... I go and find that person and then I have them work at grow and launch that division. And so I, I just, uh, I would caution business owners who think that they're working with someone who might, you know, suggest that they can do all of this. It, it's very, very rare. I don't think it exists. I don't think it does, especially right now with the changes in every vertical, uh, being so constant, it's almost impossible to stay up with everything. Yep. Now, all of us though have that peer network most of us do. Yep. Is there somebody on your in your circle that you feel like has particularly been a nice inspiration to kind of get you not only just to launch but to to be successful in what you're doing that you'd like to give a shout out to? Yeah, I'd like to give a shout out to Steve Weiss. He was the former CEO and founder of Mute Six, which is a digital marketing awesome. agency that sold um, in 2019. Cool. Um, and it was incredibly successful. They were known for Facebook ads. They were the first company in Los Angeles to take on a bunch of businesses to run their Facebook and Instagram ads, which was highly successful. Um, cool. And they had a similar customer segment to us, which is direct to consumer e-commerce, which is very popular cool. right now. And he and I um, fostered a relationship about 10 years ago when he didn't have a penny and neither did I. And so we, <laughs> you know, bonded over basketball and bonded over digital marketing and hustling and entrepreneurship. Right. And we stayed, good friends, even though I was living in San Francisco at the time, and he was in Los Angeles. And right. we've just been big parts of each other's lives. And since he's been down this road, 
I call him all the time and ask him for advice. And he's, you know, awesome. when you, and there's no exchange of like monetary value, you know, he's doing it. Totally. And other people do it once they've made it, so to speak, totally. uh, philanthropically, because they remember what it was like to be in your shoes and it makes them feel good to give back and give advice. hundred percent. Dude, that's a fantastic shout out. And, uh, I totally appreciate him doing that for you. And I hope you've, Turn around and flip it. Return the favor to other people that are uh, that are needing the help. Yep, absolutely. Awesome. Well, dude, Kevin, honestly, this has been a great Miller Time segment. And, <laughs> Thank uh, you very much. <laughs> I, I totally appreciate it. Honestly, as you looking back on what you've been able to do, any last tidbits of advice you think that that people who are in this like crap, how do I let go of certain things phase of their business? What do you recommend to them? Say the question one more time. You know, as, as you, you've kind of gotten past that point that a lot of people get stuck at, which is founders got to have their fingers and everything. Yeah. How do you, how do you, any last bit of advice you give to people who are just kind of having that hard time releasing the reins from parts of their business where they really shouldn't be hanging out? So that's a great question. I mean, that's the, if there was the number one thing I struggled with most, it was delegation. And yeah. that's it. At, some, at a certain point, and my, my co-founder, I'll credit him with helping me do this. Yeah. I just had to decide I was going to trust my team. Because the right. reality is a lot of the reasons why people can't relinquish control is their ego will not allow them to do so. They think that 100%. they're better than other people and no one else can get the job done like them. The reality is that may be partially true, but it's not fully true. Yeah. And you can train yeah. someone to do different segments of your job perfectly, but you have to be willing to trust the team and let, let things go. And that's very hard for right. people to do. But if you can't delegate, you can never have a company that has hundreds of employees because you can't be everywhere. You're only one human being, male or female. You know, we're all totally, you know, we're all just we can't multiply ourselves. And so that um, is an exercise in humility and trusting you know other people and being able to train them and believe that you know hey this is the reason i have a team you know i believe totally. in my team and this is how you show you believe in your team you say i'm going to trust you to get this done and so that was a skill that i, I did it. not have that i had to develop and i it drove me crazy at first so the people who are listening it will drive you crazy when you see a mistake that someone right. else made that you wouldn't have made but you got to push totally. through it and, and ask yourself, is that mistake going to really cost me anything material? Because oftentimes it doesn't. It can be overlooked. It's a small detail. But what you gain totally. in exchange is far greater. You gain work-life balance. You gain the ability to right. scale your business. You know, And um, everything ends up working out one way or another, even if it doesn't love like it at the time. Love it. Ah, such good stuff, Kevin. Thank you so much for your time today. Really appreciate the conversations. I'm assuming you're you're present on social media. I am. Where, where are you at? Um, I have a personal website. It's kevinmiller.com. Um, awesome. And my Instagram is kmillertime421, which is the same handle for Twitter. Um, and the website is gr0.com. So if you want to talk uh, more, love it. write in, ask to speak to me, and we'll get on the phone. Awesome. We'll put everything in the show notes below. Thank you so much for your time today. And I appreciate the good content. Those listening... Pay attention. This this honestly applies to so many of you out there. And I hope you've learned what you need to do to get past that next stage and take some big steps in your growth. Thanks so much, Kevin. Thank you, Todd. Thanks for having me. Hey, I hope you enjoyed that interview as much as I did. Honestly, what a great guy. 
a lot of marketing agency guys on the podcast, but this one in particular, I think has the most succinct mindset for having a kind of a natural knack for knowing how to grow and scale. Not many people enter their own business with as much understanding as he does and in his ability to wrap, uh, to embed himself in circles of people who know the answers to the problems he's gonna have. Smart guy, way to go, Kevin. Way to get yourself in position to be able to launch and grow and scale the way that you have with the relationships that you have. For those of you wanting to grow and scale, you have got to nurture relationships with people that you know are gonna help you in the future. It's not using people, it's not being a jerk about it, but you help them, I assure you they will help you. And if you're around people that don't do that for you, you're around the wrong people. So enjoy this episode. I hope you enjoy the, the feedback that you get from him. Please leave feedback below on the episode, what you liked, what you didn't like, what can we do better? Let Kevin know he's an awesome guy by commenting below. And we look forward to catching you on the next episode. If you haven't subscribed to the channel already, do so now. Tell your friends about it. We want to grow and we want to continue to help you in your growth journey. So thanks for being here. We'll see you on the next episode.